This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord. Good evening to you and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us with the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we continue a theme that we started Monday evening. And that theme is the word partakers. And uh, it's a very powerful word, and I think most of us are unaware of its usage, but we want to focus in on that word, partakers. According to the definitions from the Greek and the Hebrew language, partakers means a <coughs> participant, a sharer, a fellow, a partner. It's also translated companion. And one of the Greek words for partaker is koinonia, which means having things in common. We started by talking about the fact that we are very formal or sometimes legalistic, especially when it comes to, um, I don't mean revelations, I mean in relationships. And God even speaks about his servants in a very intimate way. For example, two men in the Old Testament are great servants. They were Abraham and Moses. And you know what God calls both of them? They were his friends. Again, there's always an intimate or an internal relationship that God wants to establish with all of us. And I believe one way that we could become a friend of God is be a, part be a partaker of God's nature. And that was the first partaker we spoke about. We read in 2 Peter 1 to 8. I just want to emphasize that by reading uh, verse 4, chapter 1 in 2 Peter verse 4. For by these he granted to us his precious and magnificent promises, in order that by them you might become partaker of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. God is inviting us as an open door into the heart of God, and he wants us to be a partaker of his divine nature. Junie, this is so overwhelming, and if we could just contemplate on this when we can, it's enormous that, again, the Word of God says in Genesis that we've been, we were created in His image and in His likeness, and God is pouring out His likeness and wants us to be partakers with Him of His nature. Truly a, a, an extravagant uh, way of God that we would be sharing to fulfill his purposes in the earth today. It's just amazing. So are you sharing in God's divine nature? And we could see that it's very important because if we have, we will have all, we would have escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. 
we pointed out that Paul, the great apostle, said that the world was crucified unto him and he unto the world. And that's a great litmus test, if I could say it that way. If we are, are demonstrating the nature of God, we have separated from the world and its mentality. And I think Paul was able to say that because he also said in, in the book of Galatians in chapter 2, I am crucified with Christ. Hallelujah. He identified with the, with the Lord's crucifixion, and therefore he was able to have the world crucified to him and he to the world. Then we went to 1 Peter uh, chapter, we're going to 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 12 and 13. 1 Peter Chapter 4, verses 12 and 13. Another example of partaking in the nature of God. Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal among you, which comes upon you for your testing, as though some strange thing was happening to you. But to the degree that you participate, partake, or share the suffering of Christ, keep on rejoicing, so that also at the revelation of his glory, you may rejoice with exaltation. Junie, uh, this kind of, why do I think of separating the men from the boys? Because it's always wonderful to participate or partake of the wonderful aspects of God. But are we also willing to be a partaker of the sufferings of Christ? which is really a, a, a real test to see whether we want to participate or partake of the nature of God. And verse 14, Shelley, read on. It tells us of what happens when we are suffering because of Jesus. Wow. So we're in 1 Peter 4, 14. If you are reviled for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. Wow, Junie, I'm glad you pointed that one out. Again, the end of the matter is going to be glory. But, you know, before the glory comes the real testing and the sufferings, which will lead to true glory. But what is so amazing is that the spirit of glory. Hallelujah. The glory of God rests upon those who partake of Christ's sufferings. And I think it's worth it, Shelley, to read from 15 to 19 to conclude how important it is to know the difference between the nature and the glory of God and our defiled nature. Bless the Lord. All right, we're in 1 Peter 4, beginning in verse 15 till the end of that chapter. By no means let any of you suffer as a murderer or thief or evildoer or a troublesome meddler. But if anyone suffers as a believer, as a Christian, let him not feel ashamed, but in that time let him glorify God. Oh, Lord of God, Lord of Lords. For it is time for judgment to begin with the household of God. And if it begins with us first, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if it is with difficulty that the righteous is saved, what will become of the godless man and the sinner? Therefore, let those who suffer according to the will of God entrust their souls to a faithful creator in doing what is right. And here's Woo. what's so important, Shelley. When we suffer as a believer... For righteousness' sake. For righteousness' really. sake. You know, I think of when I got saved. I'm Jewish. You were Jewish. You are Jewish. 
all of our family and most of our friends were Jewish. The rejection that I experienced was overwhelming. I didn't know this scripture, but what happened to me, Shelley, was that God's glory rested on me. So I didn't get angry with anyone. I wasn't feeling sorry for myself. There was somehow an understanding because the Lord put that yes, Lord. in Thank my you, Lord. heart that it it wasn't me they were rejecting, but it was him which caused me to weep. And now I'm 45 years old in Jesus. And if people do the very same thing to me that happened when I first got saved, I'm more subjected to feeling sorry for myself mm. or thinking, what did I do wrong? So we never finish Jesus. learning. Thank you, we Lord. have to stay so close to God. And that's what will cause us to really rejoice, be steadfast, to walk in the ways of God and to not turn away from the cross, Shelley, because when we follow Jesus, we follow his way. He made a way for us to walk this side of heaven. And it's not sometimes, if not all the time, pleasing to the flesh or even to our old nature. Really, really. So it's a litmus test, Shelley, but it's also a glory that he privileges us to partake of his sufferings and his glory rests upon us to bring us through Thank you, Lord. in victory. Thank you, Lord. Another verse that goes along with this journey can be found in Romans chapter 8. When we look at verses 16, excuse me, 16, 17, and 18. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. This is partaking of the nature of God. If indeed we suffer with him in order that we may be glorified with him. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Hallelujah. You know, Junie, there's a clear statement in, in the prophet Isaiah that we've been created for one purpose, and that is to bring, to, for, to glorify God. And when we are willing to suffer as he suffered, we bring glory to the name of our living God. Hallelujah. And you know, everything is really in his word because Jesus is the word made flesh. And chapter 7 of Romans talks about, oh, I do what I don't want to do. I struggle, I this, I that, I, I, I. But the first verse, Shelley, in Romans 8, tells us, therefore, there is now no condemnation no judging guilty of wrong for those who are in Messiah Jesus, in Christ Jesus, who live not after the dictates of the flesh, but after the dictates of the Spirit. Lord so Jesus. if we're walking in the Spirit, it's a litmus test, Shelley. How are we walking? And we'll see that we will somehow know because if we've loved 
and we've received hatred back, that really is a suffering, Shelley. Right. Really. And how do you forgive? Because Jesus on the cross experienced hate from people that he loved and he was dying for. And he said, forgive them, Father. Yes, Lord. They know not what they do. So if we take on and partake of the nature and the characteristics of the Holy One, these qualities will be imparted to us mm. and the knowledge of God will grow by our experience of walking through doing what is right, even if it hurts Shelley. Amen, Junie. It's so true. Wow, wow, wow. So are we, I guess the question that we need to ask ourselves, all of us, it's wonderful to participate in the nature of God, but we know the suffering that Jesus went through in order to set us free. Are we willing to be in fellowship, participate, a partaker with the Lord, and partake, partake of the sufferings with him? Lord, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, we Lord. We thank you, Lord. We know the end of the matter is going to be glory, but walk us through until that time of glory comes, that we would partake of your nature. And your glory rests upon us Hallelujah. when we're walking through this, Lord. Thank you. We in thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShellyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.